0: Hello, Tyrone. I'm very excited to be here with you today. This is amazing. We are in another art gallery and sharing your amazing art. Um, Of course, I'd like to know what is what inspired you to start painting with a spray and what are your techniques and how did you get started? Please let us know a little bit more about you and your art.
1: Yeah, well, this is um, all done with spray paint. So if you look at everything here, um, every single piece was done using just cans of spray paint, whether it be Rust-Oleum or Montana Gold. Um, I've transitioned over time. When I first started out uh, about eight years ago, I was doing it in the garage, kind of like a stress relief. Uh, I worked for IBM at the time, and I was there for 14 years. Um, and in the last two, two and a half years before I got laid off, we all knew we were going to get laid off. So what we had, what I was doing was just trying to find a way to relieve the stress. So I just wanted to paint in the garage, you know, and impress the kids. And it was one of those things to just do. And then I started getting good at it, but I started with uh Rust-Oleum, just getting it from Home Depot and some poster board. And there's a lot of spray paint art out there, which is, you know, you're very, um, it's performance-based. So it's about doing it on the street and, or in a, in a performance setting and you do a painting really quick and then you sell it to somebody who's watching. And Mm -hmm. I watched videos and saw people doing that and thought to myself, it's cool. Um, Let me give it a try. And then as I started, I wanted to take more time. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't like the idea of just trying to do it quickly and get it done in 20 or 30 minutes. So I thought, what would happen if you take your time and spend a while working on a piece? You know, like the piece behind this there, that's 47, 46 hours of work. You know, I have pieces that have taken me longer. It's just a matter of building the layers up. And Rust-Oleum is very difficult for doing that. So in the one gallery over here that I have the NFTs in, all those paintings that are in there were done using Rust-Oleum spray paint. And then ones like these in here and, and around here, the ones that have a softer, more um, you know, acrylic look. It's an, actually a spray acrylic. It's Montana Gold spray paint cans. So, as time went by, I, I changed the tools that I use. I don't use any spray, um, any paint brushes. Mm-hmm. So for me, the way to get certain effects, I have to come up with um, some of them might be using a sock. You know, turn it inside out. And you can use it to dab to get certain effects and do certain things. Um, but like, or a sponge. Sponge is another big one I use. There's certain paintings in here I could take you and show you. And I would say, you know, those trees were done with a sock. Those, that grass was done with a sponge. And everything else, the majority of it was free sprayed. And then I'll use something I tear off to get the hard edges on the clouds and stuff like that. And the planets, you know, put something over it to cover it up. Um, But yeah, that's that's pretty much, I've had to make it up as I go along. I call it fine spray paint art. And there really isn't anyone doing it like this. So for me, it's it's all about taking risk and figuring out how to do things. And sometimes it costs me the painting, you know, that painting behind you there, the one that's on the wall there, um, that one is my most technically difficult painting I've ever done. And it's because after 40 hours of work, I needed to put the light rays in, but I didn't know how to do it. So for me, it required me to take the time. I I spent days walking around trying to get the courage to actually go out and do it because I knew that if I screwed it up, I was going to have to throw the painting away because there was nothing you can do to fix it. So I finally did it and I had to do it like 11 times. So when it was done, I felt extremely proud of it. Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: Such an amazing experience, because it came actually from from your nature you know idea or nature yeah. desire of achieving some sort of relaxation and it ended up organically being this type of amazing art, so it kind of proves that sometimes we don't need a lot of technicalities, you know like you don't need to be a right. a professional artists or you know going to university and taking right. all of these studies right. it comes from inside so that expression is what i'm always amazed at and how people achieve that inspiration and what are the motivations and how they actually yeah, hope. you know do it
1: hope like that's the big theme that i've found in most of the pieces that i've done um there's a lot of emphasis on light um, I let the light paint the picture, but I've come to realize that it's hope that, mm-hmm. that I'm putting in there. So when I, when people look at my pieces, there are images sometimes that are very science fiction or very fantasy and they might almost feel like, um, they're dangerous. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a situation where you're looking at something like the one piece over there. The world's about to be destroyed. You know what I mean? But you're in this beautiful setting, this beautiful environment and you're, you feel calm, but yet you're witnessing something terrible. So it's kind of the, the hope aspect of just being in a situation and, and being able to, to see your way through it without panicking. So don't panic. Just relax and you'd be surprised mm-hmm. you can accomplish.
0: Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, because I was for example looking at this one here. It's called Secret Spot. And yes. I was wondering about that. What was your inspiration for that one for example? Wow, it's very awesome. It's very beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've added the movement into it recently because that's uh, the one to uh, portray it for a e. Um so that painting is, it's interesting. This painting is done with just black and white spray paint. Yeah. And, but the reason I call it secret spot is, is if you get close, you can actually see that there's a little bit of red in the moon there. Oh. And it was because, and it was because when I was, when I was spraying the piece, I accidentally picked up the wrong can. And I Mm -hmm. sprayed red paint in that area by accident, and then I tried to get rid of it, but I couldn't really get it all to go away, and I couldn't fix it or I would have made it worse. So I ended up signing the painting with the exact same paint that I accidentally sprayed on there. So that's why I call it secret spot because that's the secret spot in there. And then the other part of it is is that um, with uh, with my kids, we used to like to go to certain spots. Like my daughter and I will will go to places and we'll find the spot in the woods when we were in Colorado. And it would it would be this place that everybody sees, but we would like go underneath you know bushes and go back into this one spot by the creek and and it was like our little secret spot. Like we had just found it and no one else had ever seen it before. So I kind of wanted to create a spot that we would find and call it our secret spot. And then the dual meaning of also having the the red in there. (laughs) So that's the secret spot of the mistake.
0: That's amazing. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, it it looks very beautiful. I really like the black and white because it... um, it, it uh still communicates a lot of feelings so it's, right. uh, it's amazing how something that it seems initially as that it wasn't supposed to be there it actually was supposed to be there right right at the end of right. the day it was right. supposed to be there the red that was yep. the spot for the red <laughs> so right yeah amazing. yeah it, it,
1: yeah it didn't it didn't land anywhere else so it actually works there if it had landed in here i could have easily covered it up with black paint but it because it landed up there it had to show and yeah you're right so i just left it because i was figuring you know it was a happy mistake
0: exactly yes that's amazing thank you so i can see that um you are a lot of you have a lot of inspiration perhaps by nature right and so yeah is, is there any particular reason um it's part of um, what, what you well, like, enjoy or, or what is the
1: reason when i started out i when i started painting i was in colorado and we would take you know trips up into the mountains and stuff like that and i got to see a lot of really amazing vistas you know places that you don't normally get to see um but for me i wanted to create um places on other worlds that were mundane, very simple, right? Like when you pass by the uh, river where you live or mountains where you live, you see them every day and they don't seem to be as magical anymore when they're a part of your life all the time. And what I wanted to do is, is I wanted to create worlds where it was kind of that same feeling. Like it didn't have to be overly spectacular. It's just a simple view. That's what you see every day on that world. So, kind of that that basic stuff, and that 's what I wanted to give people is to just feel like they showed up on another planet you know or in another world and it's it 's nothing overly spectacular; it doesn't need to have all these different elements it 's very subtle, you know you have the clouds, and then you have your point of view. I try to um give people different points of views in the painting, so one in particular might be um like. I call it worm's eye view. So it might be from a view that's really low in the ground or God's eye view where you're floating above in a in a place you normally couldn't be. Because um, Japanese artists used to do that long hundreds and hundreds of years ago where they would paint pictures and it was like you were floating above a waterfall. You know, and back then they didn't have things like drones and helicopters and ways that you could get those pictures. So they truly had to imagine what it would be like to fly above the waterfall, you know, and they called it God's eye view. So I always liked the idea of being able to paint at a different perspective. So when you're looking at where you put yourself in the piece, you might not necessarily feel human. You know, you might feel like you're a bird that's flying or a rabbit that's sitting on the ground or whatever's on that world, you know it doesn't feel like everyday stuff.
0: That's pretty amazing. Just when you mention that about Japanese art, I yeah. know about a concept that is called Wabi Sabi, which is um, that expression of what you just said, that when we see something and we see it every single day. We just get so accustomed to that that we lose the perspective right. of beauty in the supposed imperfections of everything. So right. Wabi right. is that concept and it's also from Japan that teaches the beauty in imperfection. So I really love that right. concept that you were considering also for, for, for the art. And I, I am always, I am um, so grateful to have the opportunity to chat about all of these internal feelings this is an opportunity for anybody to actually go inside themselves when they are looking at the paintings right
1: right right yeah it's it's fun because um like for example i don't feel like i didn't go to school for art <coughs> excuse me i don't i didn't go to school for art so i just started creating stuff and then later on i started to learn things on my own that people have learned for years and years and years, going to school, learning from other people, from mentors and stuff like that. And I naturally found my way in this stuff. I like to think that maybe I'm a little behind on learning stuff because I didn't go to school for art. But at the same time, I've also been really excited to discover things on my own, things that people – you know, are taught to do, you naturally can actually find it eventually. If you keep practicing enough and you try to create things that are somewhat realistic, then you find yourself doing certain effects and certain things in a way, and no one taught you how to do it. And that's what's been the most fun is just kind of discovering techniques and discovering certain things and realizing, oh, there are other artists in history that have done this. You know, I have a friend of mine who who has a master's in art education, and when he sees my paintings, he'll tell me, oh, that looks like this artist, or this looks like that artist, and it's nice to have that perspective from somebody that can tell me, you know, you're doing something that others have done, and you're doing it in your own way, but that's really neat, because it makes you feel like you're a part of a whole bigger world of art And it's more than just going to school. There's actual natural tendencies, things you just will do when you keep working on it and you keep trying.
0: Yeah, for sure. I also appreciate when you say that um, you found your own way. I think that it also gives freedom because when you learn so many technicalities, you know when the art is converted in yeah. technical steps or in rules in so much so many rules, then you lose a little bit of the freedom, and nature is all right. about you know freedom it always goes by itself, so having that freedom that you have been able to to cultivate because you definitely didn't go to to the school for that is reflected also nope. in the art because it's just uh, right. uh the result of the nature itself um reflecting what what the, the natural yeah, yeah. is. so it's interesting
1: yeah the the thing the thing that people um when i've gone to places so when i first started doing art with spray paint and i would go and show it to galleries or or different places you know to get them interested in my art um, it was hard at first, if they didn't know it was spray paint, they would think it was very basic. You know what I mean they wouldn 't see a lot of of advanced techniques that they would normally look for in an accomplished artist and then I would tell them it was done with spray paint because in their mind they 're thinking about you could do so much more with a brush, right? You could do so much more here with this or with this tool or that. And then I tell them, well, I'm just using a can of spray paint. And then suddenly their mind is blown because they they don't have any point of reference to critique it anymore. They don't know how it's done. So then it becomes, you know, I don't get what it is, how you did this. So I don't know whether it's good or bad, Mm -hmm. but they see the image and they like it, but they don't know how to critique it. So that was hard in the beginning to get people to um, accept the work because they thought it was very basic and elementary. Mm-hmm. But then when they find out it's spray paint, then they were like, well, I can't critique it because I don't know what it takes. So it's taken a lot of convincing over time. And I think that's kind of one of the things that's pushed me to try and get better and better.
0: Yeah, for sure. Wow, this has been oh, amazing an amazing talk. I'm I'm absolutely grateful for, for being able to discuss this with you, learn more about your art, and to share this with the world because this is what we are going to do definitely right now with this interview. Thank you so much, Tyrone. And if you have any other um, potential, you know, uh, thing that you'd like to add, let's do it now.
1: Let me, let me move this over here. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so like I, I was saying, I have... um. All the pieces that have a black frame on them are NFTs. Um, all the other pieces are pieces that are either available for purchase as an original or they are actually um, already been sold and they'll have a red dot next to them. Um, but yeah, every single piece in here is done with spray paint. Follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm My handle is fine underscore spray underscore paint underscore art. And I will be, I have hours set right now for the gallery. I will be in Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 5 to 7 p.m. As you can see, other people have joined and come in. You can come in via the uh, browser, your mobile phone. You can also uh, come in with a a headset as well. And that's the most immersive experience. (laughs) Thank you
0: so much, Zairon. And we wish you all the best in your gallery. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're welcome, Daniel. Thank you for taking the time.